Burbank for the touchdown. Burbank, the rookie from Boomer. He grew up in Garfield, New Jersey, 10 minutes from Giant Stadium. You're talking about a kid who is just all heart. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, New York Jets fans, to the latest Underdog Jets podcast with the man who was once the star point guard for Garfield High, what was it, uh, class of 1962? 1963. <laughs> 91, man. 91. What was the nickname of Garfield, by the way? Boilermakers. Oh. After drink, there's a bar in every corner of Garfield. That makes sense. Yeah. That does. Um, I should have known that, to be honest, but... Wayne, number 80, is with us, and he has thoughts. We're on the heels of a disappointing loss, 24-9 to the Baltimore Ravens. The season opener was a rainy one. And the reactions, it's week one. As you know, Wayne, it's going to be over the top. Whether you win or whether you lose, it's going to be crazy. And right now in Jets land, it is crazy. But I feel like, and people are going to call me nuts, when you watch the film and you see what happened, especially in that first half, it's obvious that there is talent on this team. Yeah. Um, listen, they got a lot of talent, a lot of young talent. It's this tough team to start off against. You see my dog in the back. Tough <laughs> you know, team to start against with that defense um, and have Flacco, you know, against that defense. He's not very mobile. He's kind of just standing back in the pocket. But, uh, you know, I said he had like 2.8 seconds to release the ball, which basically is the amount of time it takes to drop back. Yeah. So, um they're up against it. I'm not sure what they're going to do this week, whether it's him or Mike White. But, uh, yeah, they got to, like, build on it, what the positives were. Obviously, the defense, but they need to switch things up on offense. Yeah, Flacco did not have a good day. And, listen, the pass protection did not have a good day. They got to get that buttoned up. The left side, Fant, did not have a good day. Lincoln Tomlinson, the veteran. This was one of the worries that we had in terms of, you know, and it's not just Salah. Every team does this. You know, they they want to guard against injuries in the summer. So week one across the league, it's still an extension of the preseason, really, because August is about evaluation. So the rust still needs to be kicked off. But hey, they limited the Ravens to, I don't even know what the stats were, but they stuffed them cold on the ground. And this is a Greg Roman team with Lamar Jackson. They stuffed them, uh, if not for a few big plays, you know, just silly mistakes in the secondary, this is a totally different game. So from that, you know, that perspective, there is increased talent in the building. And I think it's hidden right now because fans are so sick of the losing and the mistakes. But even though it's hitting, hidden, it is really there. And there are a lot of good things that came out of uh, Sunday. Yeah. Listen, based on the lack of being in pads and the lack of time in preseason games, there's going to be injuries. But the defense is always ahead of offenses. Uh, this early in the season, you can see how the defense is played. It's all across the league like that. But um, like I said, a lot of positives on defense. You look at it, though. You know, they're in the game at halftime. It's tight. You know, you get that field goal from Zerline. 
that he missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but here or there, I mean, people were bashing Flacco in the first half. But, you know, two drop passes, you know, Corey Davis and the other one. And he throws a pick that looks like a terrible throw. But the guy fell down. Yeah, Cager. It was going to be there. So this, you know, those plays made it look worse than it was. But on defense, yeah, they stopped him. Don't want to let Lamar out of the pocket. You got the then the second a forty yard pass interference play. Yep, that was a killer. Yeah, and, and you know, and then you see um, a touchdown. I think Duvernay and Bryce Hall is all over him. I yeah, mean, all over him. Can't have better coverage without pass interference. So the, you know, they made all the plays and, and the offense didn't help them out. Yeah, and and the Jets think about their mentality coming out. It was kind of similar to Carolina last year. LaFleur, we know what kind of offensive mind he is. He comes from Shanahan. He wants to establish the run. They come out with 13 personnel with three tight ends. Uh, Salah said afterwards it didn't work. Hindsight is 2020. Yeah, throw but, to him, though. I know they had a chip on the ends, but throw to the tight ends. That's the easiest throw possible you don't need much time just pop it to one all three of those tight ends can catch right and and he was right in the sense that you know if they were afraid of the pass rush that was the right way to go yeah and they also ran the ball they also ran the ball really well in that first half so you know as poor as the o-line was when standing up they did a good job on the ground early against a good defense yeah michael carter had that long run and and Mm -hmm. they didn't go back to it you know trying to go up up the middle which is the strength of their defense so uh, they need to get back to that. I know they try to get Brees Hall the ball a little bit, um, try to throw a little screen to him. You know, it was high, it's wet, it's windy. So uh, that's understandable. But look at the guys. You got Carter and Brees, rookie in second year. And then, you know, Flacco made a good throw to Wilson, Garrett Wilson, and, and it was risky. But just look at the moves this kid made. Yeah. I mean, he made something, you know, out of nothing. I mean, he almost got the first, but, I mean, he put three moves on them. I mean – Berrios, Corey Davis has some sliding catches. I mean, there's a lot of uh, manpower on the offense. So uh, they just got to find a better way to get them the ball. Let's get this out of the way because the Garrett Wilson play reminds me. After the game, Salah talked about, you know, the mistakes they made. And he referenced just one of many things. Garrett Wilson not plunging ahead for the first down there. Excellent play, making something out of nothing. You know, reminding me of, again, Santonio Holmes in a lot of ways, but that plays more than I, I've seen from Santonio Holmes in terms of elusiveness. Uh, it did look like he could have lunged forward to get the first down in the chains at the last moment. But, you know, Salah bringing it up after the game really got fans, you know, in a twist because of all the things, all the priorities to to think about. That's probably not high in the list, but to Salah's point, there were moments, there were just mistakes that really just crushed them. A bad punt uh, coverage two in two situations. Bad, two terrible punts. Yep, two terrible punts. And a miss, it's special teams and a missed field goal. I mean, that's, you know, if you had a great special teams, I mean, it's D. You know what I mean? It's, yep. you know, defense, A minus, you know, offense, B minus. I mean, this they just need to make the right, you know, changes at halftime. But, uh yeah. I mean, they're close. And, and the thing with Garrett Wilson is that'll come with age a little bit because you kind of get lost out there. But mm-hmm. I said this to Lavernius. We we're talking about it. The biggest thing that drives me nuts is people coming up short on first downs, not knowing where the chains are. The route, yeah. You can't run stick routes at the chains because you got to come back to the ball. 
So you got to go two yards past. And Lavernius is like, well, you know, this is the yardage you have to run. I'm like, no, you got to like adjust. You can't just be like a robot that rides like that, like that. I mean, you got to like, you know, ad lib out there a little bit, but know where the marker is. And I don't blame him for all the moves he made, but, you know, that's just something that's going to come with time. Yeah. It, it, the way I kind of describe it is listen, great play, but with a caveat, with a coaching point caveat, that's all. Well, uh, I don't know. I didn't know he singled them out, but there's more plays than that. And kind of tough to single a guy out after such a, like a dynamic, one of the more dynamic 10 yard uh, gains you, you, you're going to see this year, uh, you know, out of some of these receivers. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Single them. It, to Salah's defense, he really didn't single him out, but it was just one of many different things. And I could see how it rubbed fans the wrong way. But even more so to that point, yesterday on Monday, did you hear the quote he came out with, which was he's keeping the receipts of anyone who mocks the Jets and is is not a believer, and he'll be shared to he'll be happy to share them with everyone once the dust settles. So you know, it's a public declaration by Salah, you know, in terms of faith, in terms of him believing that it's going to happen. And I think it's an important thing. He he knows he's putting the target on his back and right. he's glad to do it. And you could say whatever you want. Bonehead mistakes, get things buttoned up. It, they were cleaner yesterday as opposed to last year, I think. You know, no mental, you know, pre-snap mistakes, false starts, delay of games, that stuff. But I think if you you got to have a guy who firmly believes it could happen, the turnaround, to have it to happen. Yeah. Well, there's two different sides to it, obviously. You know, some fans are, you know, don't like it, but the players should like it. You know, yeah. he's, he's back in his players. It's tough because uh, they're going to bring it up every week now, uh, yeah. the person and the fans. Uh, what about this week? Are you keeping those receipts? Oh, you did well. What about, the, you know, it's just going to go back and forth. So he opened up a can of worms, but just he believes in the team. Um, and hopefully he can make people eat, eat their words about this first week. I mean, it's one week. This, there's 16 more games, so they, you know, so they got to – I think it's better that they're on the road this week. Uh, I do too. I do too. And, and um, I just think uh, go there, get a win, get the attention off the Giants for a – Two point conversion almost didn't happen. You know, yeah. what I mean? uh, you know, they get the back page and, and we get the, you know, made fun of because of one game against a potential what, you know, uh, league division winner and, and playoff contender. I mean, what is that? So uh, yeah, I'm glad he did it. Yeah, and, and former MVP. Remember two years ago on Thursday night, Lamar lit them up. Yeah, and he's not. Yeah, he's playing for a 300 million the contract. He's not out there just, you know doing nothing so uh yeah they contained them and he, Tokyo, they had that long pass and you think about it michael carter catches that touchdown at the end it doesn't look that bad no that's a that's a really bad drop but he's a, he's young he's good better in that situation than like a game winner you know uh, down six with like 30 seconds ago so if anything they gotta learn from all their mistakes and, and quickly yeah and, and that's the thing it, it would salah said it they didn't get beat, they lost the game. Yeah. And I forget which coach he credited that quote to, but it stuck with him. And I kind of agree with him. You know, they when you look at the film, they were, in a lot of areas, the better team. The more eye-popping, more yeah. talented team. Even in the trenches, yes, the pass protection was not great. Yes, Flacco was not good. But 
in a lot of areas, you know, from one to 53, they looked better than Baltimore in a lot of spots. It was just those boneheaded mistakes. And Lamar Jackson, defensively, the scheme, I thought, the, the game plan was great. They flooded the middle of the field. It was responsible rushing. Uh, the D-line got some pressure on him. It was just they dared him to, to beat him to the sideline, which that's not Lamar's strength. You just can't make those mistakes. Like the joiner mistake, uh, I forget what coverage it was in zone, but you can't make that mistake if you're joiner. And Bryce Hall, you said it was great coverage, and it was. But it was it was either cover one or cover one robber or cover one hole where they're flooding the middle of the field on third and five or six. Maybe you don't want to press and trail there because you don't have over-the-top help. So it's situational stuff like that where he was you get position. buttoned up. He was in position. That was a tremendous catch. But look at Sauce. Yeah, Sauce. That was an unbelievable yeah, look play. Look at DJ Reed's interception at the end of the game. Yep. They're, they're got some talent there. They brought some good guys in. Quan Alexander had that big hit. Whitehead, too. Yeah, but what, think about it. It was Whitehead. Um, in a year like that, we've had it where they fumble, you got five Jets and one Raven, and they come up with it. It's just you need catch breaks like that. You need to catch breaks like that, and sometimes it doesn't happen right away, but they'll catch those breaks if they keep playing as hard as they did. Yeah, and the touchdown came on the very next play, I think, or the second lost, play after that. Coverage? Yeah, that was the joiner play. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they played, you know, Sauce is amazing. I think he had like 30, uh, thirty, you know, plays out there, you know, didn't give up a, basically a pass. but uh, And he had him moving around, too. He was yeah, playing Andrews. On Today, I don't know who they're talking about. Or they're talking about the Pats or something. They said, before you learn how to win, you have to learn how to not lose. Mm-hmm. I said, it's just those little mistakes. Um, they clear that up and get a little more going on, on offense. They're going to come up with a, a win in, in uh, Cleveland this week. Yeah, and also the energy. I mean, Quan, you hit it on Quan. Quan and Whitehead, what they bring to this defense, along with Salah, because Salah's one of the leaders too, they bring the energy to a point where it's infectious. And there's a lot to like, especially with this defensive backfield. I mean, sauce, that that play underneath, yeah. getting the hands up at the perfect time against Andrews. That's that's a rookie in his first ever game. That's an incredible play. Yeah. Same exact play. Trailing the guy. It's the mm-hmm. same thing Bryce did. Yeah. What? Fracture a couple inches, it was hand inside, it's it's knocked down. But um yeah, uh, when when they signed Quan, uh, I was like, you know, this is a, this is a good move. He had that hit in preseason, right? Yeah, he for his first practice, I think he uh, leveled the guy. It's funny, like um, when he uh, hit that guy in preseason, the meme was as he hit him, all the rings came out, like in Sonic the Hedgehog. He collected, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he hit him in all the rings, you know. But yeah, they, dude, they got some studs, and they're young. Very young on defense, man. The sky's the limit for this team. I know fans want immediate results, and they're going to come. But people have to understand, you know, this, this, they still got to come together and, and mesh and gel together. Yeah, and, I mean, if we're going to go negatives, I guess it's the offensive line. Becton, tough break. Dwayne Brown, that had fans jumping off a ledge. Yeah. But all things considered, you move George Fant back to left tackle, you're going to expect some rust. He went from right tackle to left tackle to right tackle to left tackle. Lakin Tomlinson, his first game in this scheme, um, well, I mean, he was with LaFleur and San Fran, but with a new team. Max Mitchell, bright spot, 
mid-round rookie fourth rounder on the right side held up pretty well against a really good defense. So that's a nice positive right there. Yeah, throwing Zach instead of um, Flacco. Diff- different ball game. Age-wise, where do we rank on offense? And, and on defense, but on offense, where do we rank age-wise, yeah. average age? I mean, it's pretty young. We're pretty young. Same thing on on defense there. So, uh, yeah, and they got so much talent on offense now. This isn't, you know, I said to LC, you know, they had Decker and Brandon Marshall – handful of years ago and that was a great duel but not since me Santana Lavernius was there like this much depth that receiver in between core and yeah I forgot even mentioned Elijah before yeah right? they got four they got four guys really four studs yep oh I mean it's uh they just need to get them all on the field and they couldn't because they had to keep the, the tight ends in to help block mm-hmm. um so uh you know if they get spread it out a little more it's just gonna open up more opportunities yeah Flacco uh, I mean the main thing I saw from Flacco is him in the old line. It was just one of those games where there was pressure early and you know, Flacco was from a different era, let's be honest. He was just looking at the rush a little too much and that hurt him downfield at times. Uh he's much better than what he showed in this one, but you know, both the quarterback and the old line when standing up, I think on the ground they were great, especially considering their Baltimore wasn't really scared uh, of the Jets through the air. Yes, sir. So Pushing you know, yeah, you know, considering yeah. that they they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they ran the ball. Michael Carter had a great run uh, up the middle late in the game. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just going to take time. But I said watching Flacco, I was at the game. The tough thing about being at the game was we were in the green room, and it was delayed from the TV you're watching, and you'd hear a cheer, and mm-hmm. I didn't know. You know, you think he was a good cheer and then it was an interception or a sack or something like that. But Flacco, even when he had time, he was throwing off his back foot. Yes. Um, and, you know, it, I think it's understandable he'd be gun shy, how the game started getting to him. But that's tough. You need someone that steps up in the pocket. And obviously, you know, Zach can scramble, Mike White can scramble to extend plays. Um, you know, with, with this age, you got to have people that can extend the play run the ball, keep the, you know, the defense honest. And with Flacco back there, you know, had a great career, but he he's at, he's at the tail end of it. Yeah. And you feel for Flacco a little bit because sure. the game is really different. And yeah. I'm watching that play with Bryce Hall right now. You're right. Bryce Hall had great coverage and, and it was a great call too, defensively. You know, you want to take away the middle of the field, linebacker in the middle, single high safety. It took a perfect pass. And interestingly, I said this to someone, Leberfeld, during the game. You notice with Lamar, his accuracy is deadly when he puts air under the ball. Yeah. Any any ball where there's air underneath it, you know, downfield, 40, 50 yards, middle of the field, he's deadly. But when it has to be on a rope, he's not accurate. So it encouraged me that their game plan defensively, Ulbrich and Salah, played to that fact. Yeah. Think, think about this with Flacco. Like I said, he, he had a career, the Super Bowl, and, and some of the guys. And Jet fans don't want to hear this. But in this day and age, what Tom Brady does at this age, older than him, the, the accuracy and just – it's just different. Mm-hmm. I mean, this age of, you know, LeBron and Brady and, and Kobe. I mean, you know, this is some serious, like, uh, you know – People that are, you know, they're not going to be matched as far as championships and stuff like that. But uh, just Flacco, he just doesn't have it anymore. Like some of these guys, like far late in his career, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel bad for him because he just just he looked out of place out there on, on Sunday. So do you go to Mike White? Maybe. You know, uh, New York loves a good quarterback controversy. Yeah, they do, and they were chanting his name towards the end of the sure. game there. Personally, I would. Uh, I'm higher on Mike White than most Jets fans are. You know, I'm not saying he's Johnny Unitas, obviously. You know, if Zach Wilson's healthy, I'm playing Zach Wilson, of course. But, you know, he he had excellent moments last year, you know. And the reason why it's so polarized with Mike White, either all love or all hate, is because you look at the games. He was great against Cincy. Yeah. Great against the Colts before he got hurt. And then terrible against Buffalo, which has the best defense in the league last year, in my opinion, the best DBs where they disguise coverages. It was in, It's insane, their defense, some of the stuff they do. Yeah. So I would definitely go to Mike White. Well, yeah, that was the Mike White for president T-shirts. Yeah. Mike White fan club after. You know, people are like, what about him? Like, listen, Zach Wilson's a quarterback, and, and hopefully for a long time. And then I heard on talk radio, the Scrivener guy. Yes. He's on the practice. Why not put him in? And the guy, the, the, I don't know who it was, you know, being mean was just like he did it versus like second, third string guys when it didn't matter. He looked great. And, and he's just joking. He's like, yeah, somebody came to deliver something at my house. Um, I think it was an Amazon Prime guy. And I recognized the guy. And it was one of the guys that was in the game covering oh. the team when Scrivener was throwing the ball. <laughs> like, that's, that's the kind of guy – he was playing against guys that are not in the league and not on a roster. Yeah. So I understand it. It's exciting to think about that, but that kid is not ready. Mike White has some a little bit of experience, but that yes. kid, you gotta like, you gotta stop with that, man. And I, I'm excited for the young kid. Hopefully he grows into something, but you know, Mike White gave him the shot, but it's Zach Wilson's job. Yeah. Listen, we love Streveler. We love what he did. We, we are ecstatic. He's on the practice squad, but no, I thought we we're going to lose him. Are we going to lose him? I thought we were going to lose him when they put him on waivers. I thought there was a possibility too. It's just, it's to your point, he's not ready. And if you're going to claim a guy off waivers, and if he's on the practice squad, well, they could have claimed him off waivers, didn't have to. But now that he's on the practice squad, if you claim him, you have to put him on your active roster. And that's a tough thing to do. Yeah. And so I'm at this appearance today at the Jets complex. And there's an older man I was there that I've met before. And we're just talking about the team. So listen, it's early, early. And Joe Douglas is supposed to come out. And he's like, oh, I, I guess he um, couldn't come out. He's busy, uh, you know, on the phone trying to get Garofalo. I said, look, oh. you just did it. This is, you know, I, I know you're a big Jeff. This is typical. Why do they have to get Garofalo? Give yeah. it two weeks to Zach's back. I'm like, immediately you want to change everything. Everything that's been built, everything that's ready to go, it's just delayed right now because of the injury. Oh, well, he's had two knee injuries. This one isn't massive. He maybe could have played next week. But um, what is he, 22 years old? Yeah, 22. He'll bounce back. This isn't like a situation like Beckton where this is could, could hamper him the whole the whole career. I mean, this guy's young. He's vibrant. I mean, he's going to he's gonna heal and he's going to be, be fine. But like right away, Graffalo, I'm like, dude. You got to chill, man. Give these guys a chance. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the money Garoppolo makes, come on, number one. You can't do that in a hard salary cap league. Joe Douglas would never do it. Right. Number two, Mike White, again, he showed flashes last year. Flacco's a Super Bowl MVP. First of all, to know, if you know, okay, there was a play, a receiver screen to Brees Hall uh, on Sunday, and Flacco threw the ball high. 
when a quarterback is doing that, you know it's an off game. You know he's not doing the right stuff. You know he's not, you know, he's overthinking things. And to your point about Brady, people don't see the little things where it's a it's a pass to the flat for 10 yards, but the act, you know, any quarterback could do that. Yes, but not every quarterback could throw it in the perfect place where Brady does that gets the running back an extra three yards. And that's the stuff that goes unnoticed. And with Flacco, he just didn't have it Sunday. Garoppolo, sometimes Jets fans are their own worst enemy. And I get it. It's been a long road. But you got to sometimes take the mentality that Salah did Monday with the receipts. Yeah. Um, Listen, Flacco was brought in to be a mentor, not a starting quarterback. Yeah. Kind of like, wasn't Josh McNown there to help? Yes. Arnold. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's... That's what it is. He's not Brunel too. Brunel with Sanchez. Yeah, he's not there to be a starter, and I don't think he could stand back there with Miles Garrett for Cleveland coming off that 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 backside there. I mean, they need to put someone in that gig can get out of there uh, and make a play. And yeah. uh, like I said, I have a lot of respect for Joe Flacco, but you know his his job is obviously not carrying a clipboard. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely serviceable. Uh, he's had a great career, but, you know, just give a chance to the young guy that has shown flashes uh, last year when Zach was out. And here's the other thing. If if the Jets had more sound protection and their line was yeah. together all August, Flacco would be a much better option. But that's just not the case yet. Yeah. You know. So let's talk about this week coming up. What what are the expectations that, you know, you're hearing? Um, is there, you know – I mean, there's really not much changes you could do on defense, but yeah. I don't know if you're here in a camp that you got to get certain guys involved. Uh, LaFleur said that Michael Carter is the heartbeat of the offense. And, Did he say I, that? I didn't, I didn't hear that. He said that before last game. Um, and I can see that he made some good plays, but put them both back there, put him and Brees in there at the same time. Yeah. Put Brees in the slot or something like that. Just quick high percentage stuff. Mm-hmm. Take the pressure off the quarterback, drop him back, you know, five-step drop. You, you can't do that with that line right now. And that was the thing, you know, the one thing the Jets offense couldn't do Sunday is stretch the field. Yeah. They well, could they not stretch the field, and that hurt them big time. But, you know, fans are screaming, why aren't they why aren't they stretching the field? Because they couldn't trust the O-line no. in a five- to seven-step drop. He had no time. And, and the thing is, I tell people, how is offense and defense on – the game with when things happen, giving up points or not scoring. It's just tough. I remember the Zerline thing. When you go and finally get something going and go down the field and then your kicker misses a kick, it is so deflating to the offense. But when you go out there and go three and out, three and out, or, you know, turnover, the defense, you know, they just got sat down. They're just getting some air. And then, you know, they got to go back out there. And it's like, you know, it's tough. My dog, you don't want to, you know, you're not mad at him, but the offense needs to give the defense a chance to rest, even just to change field position and, and give them a chance to go over some adjustments, you know, adjustments, get a drink and at least chill for a second before they got to go back there and, you know, try to stop Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It was like each point of the game where momentum could have changed tides yeah. went against the Jets. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a crusher. You, you can't have every single one of those go against you. Listen, I said this and, and, and I mean it. And I'm going to say it next week, even if they lose. 
I've been on some bad teams, some really bad teams. Yeah. You know, not as bad as a record sometimes, but statistically, look at wins, losses. Mm-hmm. This is not that kind of team. I agree. This kind of talent. And like I said, I'm going to say it every week. I don't care if they lose how many to start the season or when. It's just very talented, very young, great, you know, great future. I know people want to see immediate results, but uh, listen, they're not a player here, a play here or there. Um, and, and it's a different game, um, you know, coming into the fourth quarter there. I, I agree completely. And two of the things I was really worried about coming into the year were answered in a positive way. The run defense, number one, you know, I was worried about it. They were terrible last year. They lost Foley. They're not big in the middle, but Solomon Thomas was tremendous. He might be their most important defensive player. He's got to stay healthy. But they defended the run, and the X's and O's defensively was tremendous to me. So those two things, really, really good. And the other thing, they didn't, there was no injuries. There were no injuries from Sunday. You know, at this point last year, they lost Joyner. They lost Becton. They had already lost Lawson, Curry. It was endless after week one. Braden Mann got hurt in the first game. So there's a lot of positives. And yes, the schedule is really tough. But hey, they got a winnable game this Sunday in Cleveland. I think you're right. It's good that they're on the road. It's Jacoby Brissett. Uh, this is not, uh, you know, Bernie Kosar's Cleveland Browns. This is not even the Browns from three years ago. So very yeah. winnable game. So, yeah, like, it, it, you know, wrapping things up, Jeff fans, relax. You know what I mean? You, you go out there, you get a win. I don't care what the score is, if it's pretty or ugly. Um, like I said, trust that they've made the right moves in the draft the last two years, the right free agents. They spend the, you know, all, yeah, yeah. Um, the Johnson family sell the team. What do you, dude, stop. Just they spend the money. They do the right things. I mean, you know, I'm grateful to them. They took care of me, but I don't understand what people are getting that they need to sell a team. They're going to win. They deserve, they deserve, you know, a championship, good team. They're spending the money. You can't say they're not. And why? And, and they're staying out of the way of the football side. Yeah, and that's big. I mean, look at the Cowboys. They're a wreck. Yes. You know, with, with owner like that and, and owners that, you know, kind of get too involved with personnel and stuff like that. Listen, yes. they have already the right guy. Joe Douglas is – I mean, look at last night. Jamal Adams is hurt. The picks he got for a safety, Joe Douglas, and for Darnold. And for Darnold. Or yep. got Garrett Wilson in these guys. So uh, just, you know, back off them if you want to, you know, blame things, um, you know, just – Find different reasons. Correct. The front office, I have no questions about them. No questions about Joe Douglas. There's never turmoil. There's no leaks. The talent is here. This season will come down to quarterbacking and coaching, this turnaround. And I think they have the team to get it done. They just have to bide their time and uh, go week week to week. And yes, to your point, Jets fans, I got into an argument with Jets fans couple of years ago about uh, remember when they someone flew a banner uh, fire idzik banner or something so fire somebody and my point was what's the point like if if you put pressure on someone to if you put pressure on the organization to make a knee-jerk move and fire someone look who they brought in afterwards Did that work out that didn't work out either no they got to figure it out on their own if you're flying a banner it's not going to do anything to improve the situation i get the frustration but watch the game again. Watch the talent. Watch to see who was the faster team. And this, the results will actually surprise you. Yes, there was boneheaded moves. They got to clean that up. Um, but Salah knows it. The quest, the, this 
It's two questions, offensive side and defensive side. And I think the defensive side, the question was answered on if they've improved, proved against their run, got faster, more athletic. And the answer is yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to be you know world stoppers like the 2000 Ravens or the 85 Bears, but you could see a massive difference um, this year from last year if they just got to work on the uh, offense side of the ball. Yeah, and I, you know, I kind of saw it early on, but you know, you you're worried because it's August, but from the jump with Whitehead and Reed, those guys were communicating, and with Sauce's talent, that's a dangerous group. Yeah, Mosley healthy. Yeah, um, they say healthy. They're going to be in the top ten to top ten in the league. In, I think so too. Yeah, the top five. So, so yeah, we'll, Cleveland. Well, go ahead. I was going to say we'll see what happens this week. This yep. could be a different conversation we're having next week, and I hope it is, and I think it will be. I think so, too. I actually think so. And you know what? This is a big game, too, because their schedule is not easy. Yep. It's, a, it's a tough schedule the first eight, nine, ten weeks. So big game against Cleveland this week. Um, I think it's going to be Flacco. I don't think it was officially announced yet. I think it'll be Flacco. But, you know, Salah said that they, the quarterback position is always being evaluated. That's the truth. No, no reason to just – pick right now wait yeah. till the game plan comes out and don't give uh cleveland you know let make them game plan for both of them because it's going to be a different game plan if it's flacco or mike white so why give them a, you know a heads up on hey this is our starter so absolutely we'll um and hey, how about geno smith last night did you catch any of that no i, I know um i know that seattle won uh, and I also heard that they massively booed Russell Wilson, which they did. It's kind of a shame. And they had asked Pete Carroll before the game whether they thought the fans would cheer for him. And he's like, he, we're, he's either against us or with us, whatever it was. I'm not saying that told the um, you know 12th man to boo him, but I thought they would cheer for him mm-hmm. uh, before the game. And then boom, you know, he's the enemy during the game. But man, they they rained down booze on him, man. It's it's tough, but Geno Smith, I announced the pick, Radio City. Yes, you did. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's proven me right, you know, for his fourth team. Yeah, he had a good game. I mean, credit the – who's Seattle's offensive coordinator? I forget, but he had a great game plan. Um, but that game was like Jets fandom blast from the past. Pete Carroll, Geno Smith, Jamal Adams, yeah. even Paul Hackett's son, who's the Denver coach now. Yeah. So, Yeah. Didn't do too well. No, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Young, young, you know, and then you get the uh, the guy from the Giants um, looking like a rock star. Dude. Dable, yeah. Zaquan almost got two yards in the backfield. This is a different – They're we're both on the back page of sports with, with losses. I mean, I don't know if they know how lucky they are. I'm glad Zaquan they Zaquan saved that play. Yeah. Laquan, he he's back, and, and like I didn't, um, I played him in fantasy this week. Did you? <laughs> but I didn't realize he was going to be come back that strong. Um, he said he would be. Uh, I'm glad he did. Made me some some money, but uh, yeah, good good for him. You know, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he can stay healthy. Yeah. And so uh, it's going to be a long year still. A lot of stories going to you know, come up and uh, the story right now is we need a win. And uh, I think we're on our way uh, if we continue to get better uh, this week out in Cleveland. 
And the head coach believes the turnaround will happen. As much as Jets fans don't want to hear it because they just want to see results, that is a good thing, folks. It's a good thing. JetsXFactor.com. Use discount code 80. Have a chance to meet and greet with Wayne Corbett. We did the latest meet and greet a couple of weeks ago. It was tremendous. And um, get a free 8x10 autographed signed picture. I mailed a few out, so I think fans will be happy about that. And um, oh, here we go. I think we'll do the next meet and greet in a couple of months, sometime sometime in mid-season, and look out for some live shows too. I think maybe we'll try to do a live show next Monday. Yeah. All right. Like I said, it's going to be a different conversation. I yes. know. So, uh, nah, good show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, you know, we'll, uh, you're not afraid to talk about the uh, sensitive, uh, you know, issues with the team. You know, I'm obviously a, – a, Jets fan and Jets player and my whole life has been Jets, you know, since I got out of college and I try to be honest with you about how I feel. I'm never going to to bash them. That's how I feel, but I'll be, you know, genuine uh, in how I feel about it. Um, so just continue to log in and watch us. The, the way I view it is if I criticize someone, would that person also criticize himself on tape? Right. You know what I mean? And the great players who strive for greatness, usually the answer is yes. And it matches up. Yeah. So, so yeah, we got the right 53 guys on our roster. I the, the talent is here for sure. Yeah. Better than it's been in, 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 a, in a while, in a long time. All right. Jets fans, Wayne Corbett, number 80, any final thoughts and uh, take us away. Yeah. Like again, thanks for joining us. Uh, I know this one is, 37 minutes, a little longer, but we had a lot to talk about. Uh, and hopefully next week's short and sweet. Thank you, you know, talking about all the great plays. And we're going to start showing plays uh, during the, uh, as we talk to kind of go over plays and, you know, what we saw and what we liked. So uh, just tune in next week and hope everybody enjoyed it. All right, Jets fans, we'll catch you later. <laughs>